Tonight, we celebrate the value of sport as a means of bringing together people from 71 nations and territories. podcast coming to you today for a commonwealth games podcast the last one we will do ever that's it no more commonwealth games we're done with them they suck move on Ozzy osborne has won the commonwealth games we don't need to cover them ever again uh our last one we will do at least probably until 2026 who knows we might run out of content at some point and go hey let's relive the 2010 2010 ones i don't know maybe we can Maybe in 2024, we'll celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Victoria Commonwealth Games. Who the fuck knows? We're here to talk about the Birmingham Commonwealth Games, the last episode on the Birmingham Commonwealth Games, for now, until we decide to celebrate it at some point in the future. We're here to wrap up the closing ceremony, the last couple of days, and the games in general, and look ahead to 2026, because that's generally what we do. My name is Ben, and I'm so pumped and excited to be joined by... Jamaica's own Jared Lubick is in uniform this evening. Uh, Eman, welcome back to Off the Podium. Eman, it's good to be back. Um, dapper yeah. in that uniform tonight, Jared. I'll just say. Yeah, that's it. Um, it's kind of my um, yeah ode to Jamaica, ode to the Jamaican netball team. Yes. Oh, what a team! Silver medalists at the Commonwealth Games. They deserve celebration. Uh, also deserving celebration. It's third places Canada's only Commonwealth Games person doing a podcast at this moment, Colin Hilding. Colin, welcome back. Thank you. I thought I was going to be from Jamaica. I was prepared to whip my egg out of my pants, but uh, (laughs) I guess I'll stay Canadian and keep the egg there. Been waiting 261 episodes for you to say that, so uh, excited. (laughs) Uh, Colin, good news. Only eight more years until Canada finally hosts the Commonwealth Games again, so... uh, (laughs) Meanwhile, we'll hog it again in the next four, like because we're Australia and we're greedy. But you're almost there. The, the the long I know Canadians have been sitting around going, "When's it our turn again?" <laughs> and finally, it looks as though Hamilton 2030. Get on board. Are you pumped? You got your tickets? Are you ready? Are you getting pumped and excited for the 2030 Commonwealth Games in the metropolis that is Hamilton, Ontario? Uh, first, I want to say uh, I want to thank Victoria for doing the dress rehearsal for Hamilton in a couple of years. So <laughs> for that. Um, I, I actually I'm kind of worried about it because if Vancouver 2030 ends up happening for the Olympics, how little fanfare is there going to be a couple months later for Hamilton? So uh, Hamilton is crossing his fingers that Vancouver falls flat on his face. Well, just on that quickly, I mean, a large reason why Hamilton didn't get it in 2026 was because the Ontario government was like, no, we're paying for the World Cup this year. We can't afford both. And now all of a sudden they have had uh, Canadian officials come out in the last couple of weeks saying like, oh, no, it's fine. We can host both in the same year. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll maybe talk a little bit about that and uh, when we get to the Victoria segment because, yeah, 2026, the games no one's wanted. So uh, we'll get there. Clearly why it's going to like Ballarat. Uh, which I know Jared and I will talk about the metropolis of Bala frickin' Rat in Victoria that's hosting the Commonwealth Games. But anyway, that's soon. We're here to talk about Birmingham. Uh, let's start with the closing ceremony because, wow. Um, <laughs> now, four years ago I was there. 
the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games closing ceremony was an absolute shit show. So much so that go back and listen to our Joanna Griggs interview from last year to hear her. She got into trouble because she bagged it out, and rightfully so, because it was shit. And I was there. I saw Borroby and Same Bolt DJ and the Australian Idol uh, reunion show. That's what it was. Well, this year, what did we get? The one-hit wonder reunion show. Uh, who was there, everybody? Uh, Dexy's Midnight Runners, who are now just called <laughs> Dexy's. Um, that past the Duchy song. The song from the opening of Dumb and Dumber. Um, Goldie, The World Is Not Enough. Goldie was there. Um, You name the one-hit wonder, it was there. Um, In all seriousness, yeah, it was a bit schmozzly. It was a bit random. Uh, The ball gave a creepy wink at the end. That was good. (laughs) Fucking Black Sabbath. Ozzy Osbourne, there he is, fresh off back surgery performing pretty decently. Uh, better than that random woman who was singing on the radio, on the radio, oh. like 50 <laughs> times. Um, better than the Gold Coast, and I'm, I'm controversially calling it. Still better than any Olympic closing ceremony we've got in the last four cycles. But still, it was it was interesting. Uh, Jared, let's start with you. It was interesting. I had such, like, mixed thoughts throughout because... It opens and like there's kids playing hop, hopscotch and I'm like, oh no! <laughs> I was like, we <laughs> we judge the kids kids in the opening no. ceremony, so, so here they come for the entirety of the closing. But then they just hopped a couple of times and hopped right out of there, so it was all good. And like the opening like uh, industrial segment was just so good. It was such a good like opening to the closing ceremony. Then it kind of, as you said, went a little bit mm, here, there, everywhere. Um, but I was here for it. It was just like a big concert, like the whole thing. Yeah. It was very Gold Coast. I mean, that's what Gold Coast, if you remember the Gold Coast one, it kind of was like the randomness of that. And then it just turned into Australian Idol singers for the next like 20 minutes. And like, like this is, okay, this is to me what a closing ceremony almost should be because I remember the great Olympic closing ceremonies. Vancouver, it was let's bring out all the great Canadian artists and just have a massive rock show. Freaking Turin had Ricky Martin. Why not? The Italian icon that is Ricky Martin. Salt Lake 2002. Seriously, you want to get a great closing ceremony. Salt Lake 2002 had like... Uh, I think it had Kiss and it had like freaking NSYNC and like it was it was epic. Sydney, 2000, you literally had freaking Paul Hogan standing on a song, didn't we? And Elle McPherson and Kylie Minogue and just it was great. And what have we had though in the Olympics recently? Uh, I don't even remember Beijing and Tokyo. They were in the last 12 months. Uh, Pyeongchang, we were sitting around waiting for Sai and didn't show up. We had uh, the, what was it, DJ Alessa or whatever his name was. He, Kaigo, one of those DJs was performing at it. Rio, they had a closing ceremony, I guess. I can't remember it. Um, and wasn't Sochi the one with all the giant, like, inflatable, like, uh, Russian houses and that? Or was that the opening? So I always get the Sochi ones confused. But um, London had the freaking Spice Girls and, and One Direction and, like, everything. Like, closing ceremonies are meant to be fun. And this is what this was. It was fun. It was It was very... Commonwealth Games fun, as John Oliver famously <laughs> described the Commonwealth Games, the off-Broadway of the Olympics. But... It was fun. I mean, seriously, Ozzy Osbourne closing out. It wasn't announced. This was a rumour, but he did it, and he's, what, 703 now? But (laughs) he did okay. Like, the guy can barely... He did better than Dexy's Midnight Runners, let's be honest. (laughs) Um, You know, he had energy. He was excited. He was pumped. So, yeah, it was was just fun. Colin. I don't know if you could ever describe Ozzy Osbourne having energy. So uh, that's one thing I'll disagree. Well, he's like 800. Uh, he's got a broken back. And he have Parkinson's. <laughs> like, I mean, the guy's had a rough life on drugs and eating bats. But, I mean, again, still did better than Dexy's Midnight Runners. We've got one fucking yeah, song. D- Dexy's long ago stopped running. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of joked with, with Ozzy that, like, he performed half a song, which was kind of weird because, like, I actually looked up Paranoid to see what the time is. I'm like, I don't think that's a very long song. The original recording of Paranoid is two minutes and 47 seconds. They cut a verse and a chorus out of that song. So, I mean, <laughs> obviously, like, he was very limited with what he could do, so credit for showing up. Um, I, I I think it was an interesting surprise for how to close it. It's funny that you say, like, it's the one-hit wonders, but, like, people had fun listening to them, and yeah. I was struggling to hate, outside of Dexy's Midnight Runners, I was struggling to hate a lot of this, the stuff that was there. I'm like, oh, okay. So they got 
Viz, they got to pass the Dutchy people. They got UB40. I mean, UB40 is cool, I guess, but uh, yeah, um, Punjabi but, MC. Yeah, I love Punjabi yeah, no, that MC. Was actually, I was actually say that might have been the, the the highlight for the closing ceremonies that for was me. A great but, moment. But uh, but yeah, like this is this is what closing ceremonies are. They were always reminded every time. I'm sure it's the same over there. Every time the closing ceremonies start, they go. The opening ceremonies are for the fans. The closing ceremonies are for the athletes. Like it's yeah. just supposed to be. Let's quickly get the athletes on the field and let's give them a show. Let's give them something to have fun with. Uh, and they pulled it off. I, I will say with UB40, it was really weird because like you have like two guys in the band who were doing anything. They had two guys on tambourine, both of which were barely hitting it. One guy on keyboards, they would occasionally stroke a key, but was drinking out of a cup for half of the song. Like, I think they just pulled a couple of guys out of the, the, the concession stands to stand in for whoever didn't show up for UB40. But still, it sounded good. Like, I, I was really, really trying hard to be like, oh, let me just be done with this. I'm like, no, this sounds pretty good. I'm all right with this. I, I like the thing that I, I love about just the acts they have, because... You know, you're right. Like, yeah, one hit wonders, but they, I mean, they're all songs we know. It's not like, yeah. I mean, I didn't they, Jared from Memory from Gold Coast, it was all the Australian Idol acts, but they were singing each other's songs. Didn't like Guy Sebastian sing a, like a Jessica Malboy song and then Jessica Malboy sang it? Like, they didn't even sing their own songs. Mm-hmm. So from memory, that was the random medley they did. At least this time around, we didn't have like Dexy's Midnight Runner singing like "Boom Shaka Laka" in the wrong wrong stuff. Like, um, you know, it was it was at least they did their own songs. But I mean, oh, if only Ozzy Osbourne had done "Past the Duchy." <laughs> He should have done Punjabi MC. Sharon, what's this bloody song? Um, like it, it just—it was a mix of just randomness that kind of it did work. Um, and one thing I'll say that I was a little bit um, surprised they didn't do it. They had that weird like nightclub scene, I guess, where they played like some Duran Duran. Oh there yeah. Was there was a bit of Bowie in there. Like for the fact that I think we established Bowie's from Birmingham. Uh, so I'm surprised they didn't do like, cause they did that in London. They did sort of a queen tribute, didn't they? With a big hologram, Freddie Mercury and the famous Super Bowl that Justin Timberlake performed at in Minneapolis. They had a big Prince tribute. Cause you know, obviously people know he's from there. So that'd have been cool if they had some sort of Bowie thing like that. But I mean, Dexy, why are they just called Dexies? Like, I mean, is, <laughs> Is, I mean, is this like the freaking Dixie Chicks that that's offensive, so they're just called the Chicks now? Like, is Midnight Runners offensive in 2022? Um, and, like, okay, I, I will admit, everyone knows that song. Would I have ever been able to point at a picture of what they look like? No. So, like, I have no idea what Dixie and the Midnight Runners look like. But seriously, that was, I, I'm assuming that was a man. I don't know if it was a man or a woman. The lead singer, it was a skeleton zombie thing. Like, yeah. what was that? Like, how? Like, Ozzy Osbourne's 807, drug fucked up, but at least you can tell that's Ozzy Osbourne. I don't know. Colin, are you a Dexys fan? Was the lead singer of Dexys looking a bit sick? I, I think that they might have just subbed Eileen in to do the song. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this guy didn't have a pulse. Uh, I think that was the first comment I made. Like the corpses of Dexy's Midnight Runners are on stage. It's it's just, oh, uh, that was the wrong one to open it with. I mean, again, it's a song everybody knows, but maybe it's the right one to open with because at, from that point on, like it was hard to be disappointed with anybody else being, you know, a little bit aged and and past their prime and giving subpar performances and comatose. So Dexy's Midnight Runners, I think, goes down as maybe the worst performance in the history of any type of multi-sport games closing ceremonies. Well, I mean, again, you did watch the same closing ceremony with that weird on the radio song that went on for about 20 minutes, that woman who just... That was, was the radio! On the ra- well, what was yeah. that? <laughs> um, that was awful. Kevin Rowland is the lead singer of Dexys. Uh, apparently he's only 68. He's older than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How old is Ozzy? Oh, God. he. I think he's in his 80s, isn't he? Maybe. Uh, he, and, like, the thing with Ozzy, he had, like, a... Didn't he have, like, back surgery recently? And he's 73, actually, he's, not in yeah, his 80s. He's younger than I thought. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I honestly don't think Ozzy did a bad job. Um, Jared yeah. Dexys, you know, was this the peak performance? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't great. I feel like it wasn't as bad as you're making out. Maybe just because, like, it's a well-known song. And I just expect bands that are has-beens when they get up to be terrible. So maybe the bar was low, so it wasn't that bad. <laughs> I don't know. The person on violin was killing it. That's all I'll say. True. I can't really comment on one-hit wonder bands. I mean, I paid $8 to see uh, AHA in New York. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> 
two songs I was there for the Bond song. It just happened that they also did Take On Me. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> bonus times there. Um, Goldie, Colin, like James Bond, 007, <laughs> listen to it. I mean, from my favourite Bond movie of all time, uh, where did we rank him now? I think I ranked him on my top ten on the secondary okay. henchman. But he was pretty there high. There was James Bond's own Goldie. Um, well, this was a pleasant surprise. It's probably the longest I've listened to Goldie's music ever in my life, too. I, mean, we, I actually we know that on, song, too. When they played him, I know this song. We talked about the song Double Oz 7. You know, Goldie was sort of infamous in the 90s. You know, I mean, he, he has his style is not my style in the first place, but he's infamous for I'm going to have songs that run for 45 minutes long. I think he legitimately had an album that was one song. Uh, so I've never gone out of my way to listen to Goldie. But I mean, he had a pulse. That's good. Uh, I wish we would have seen the, the the teeth a little bit more. I mean, that's kind of his yeah. trademark, right? Um, yeah. I wanted him to get there on stage and then all of a sudden, like, Dexy's come out. It's like, after you, I insist. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jared, are you, like, I don't know if you're familiar with Goldie or in James Bond, you even know who we're talking about. But if you don't know, and people who don't know what we're talking about, the movie The World Is Not Enough, Goldie literally plays like a... I guess, a, a secondary henchman, like he's in a James Bond movie. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if you are you have any knowledge of Goldie at all, Jared. No idea at all. Oh, you got to watch it. Uh, World's Not Enough is my favourite Bond movie. But, um, yeah, I, I, I love the Punjabi MC. I fucking love that song. The uh, uh, Was it Where Are The Boys? Is that the, the one I'm thinking of? Um, and, God, it's just fun. And I kind of like their little cultural segment there where they obviously paid homage to the like the subcontinent culture of that area. Um, I, I don't know what Peaky Blinders is. And everyone was talking about, like, oh, Peaky Blinders, Peaky Blinders. And I have to say, like, we literally have the, the Boom Shakalaka song, which... I think most people probably know is the opening song from Dumb and Dumber. And then when they're doing the Peaky Blinders um, segment, they play uh, the opening of Red Right Hand by Nick Cave and the Bad Seas, which, again, is also in Dumb and Dumber. It's the scene when uh, Jim Carrey's walking down the street and he gets the, the porn magazine out and the grandma steals his wallet. So I'm thinking, like, is this just like the Commonwealth Games organizers love Dumb and Dumber, so they're just sneaking in there? Um, Jared, do you know anything about Peaky Blinders? I haven't watched it. Like, I know of it, but I haven't watched it. And they really did reference it a lot. Yeah. I think, like, I heard of it, but I don't, like, I guess, I mean, no doubt if they ever had, like, a Commonwealth Games or a Pan Am Games, well, they wouldn't have Commonwealth Games in this city, but a Pan Am Games in, like, you know, Albuquerque, they're probably going to have lots of Breaking Bad references because that's what people know Albuquerque for. So, I don't know. Like, well, Colin, Piggy Blinders? I, I, I think that's the Killian Murphy show. I'm a big Killian Murphy fan, but I don't think I've ever check that show out i don't know if i've ever even seen an advertising for it i know the show exists but the, the reason for all the blinders, oh now we gotta watch it let's start covering it on the oz network uh i mean the, the reason is that the the creator of peaky blinders produced these ceremonies so if to me i actually felt like it was it was less than I expected just because I expected, well, this is just going to be an advertisement for Peaky Blinders, the musical and Peaky Blinders season 17 or whatever. Uh, they incorporated it well for what it was, but yeah, like did, did this guy take the job of producing the opening and closing ceremonies just to promote a show? I'm not hundred percent sure. Apparently uh, will, it ended I, early this year. Like it actually only recently oh, so it's wrapped over up. and they still feel the need to advertise it this much. Yeah. And Tom Hardy was in it. No, up for the final season, you know? Yeah. A few big name uh, actors in it. One, uh, what, one quick thing to add here. I looked up Goldie's longest individual song is a song called mother, which runs for 60 minutes and 11 seconds. So Jesus. he could have done the entire closing ceremonies if he actually just did mother. All right, right now our goal is to end this episode before 60 minutes and 11 seconds so that people can turn around and say that Goldie has a song longer than an episode of Off the Podium, which is a rarity. So um, one thing I loved, like, during our commentary, um, Emma Freeman, great friend of this show, uh, when UB40 comes on, she, like, literally shouts out of the microphone, UB40, here we go! <laughs> it's like, wow, Emma, didn't realise you are such a UB40 fangirl. We need to get her back on to talk about the hits of... UB40. Um, did did CBC talk up much about Ozzy Osbourne and that? Because like this was sort of a surprise. Like some people sort of thought it was going to happen, but it, it didn't. Like 
I, I think it was a great way to end it, but I kind of almost think they blew their load with Duran Duran. Like, I feel like Duran Duran, like, no disrespect to Ozzy Osbourne and Black Sabbath, big band, but, like, I think more mainstream, it's Duran Duran, you know? So, I, I don't know. Like, I feel that cut a couple of the one-hit wonders out, have Dexies in the opening ceremony, uh, you know, have Ozzy and freaking Simon LeBont sing a duet together. I mean, I want to hear Ozzy Osbourne sing, I got a real! Like, that would be fun. But uh, did CBC blow their load at Ozzy or anyone else? So CBC had this on their website with the BBC coverage um, of the commentary, I guess. Uh, they just phoned they in this commentary. Did they do it to anyone there? <laughs> like- the, 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 only, the only actual commentary we got was on the weekend recaps, which was pretty much all for swimming. Everything else, if you watched it online, it was Australian coverage. It was the, the uh, UK coverage. We, we got very little CBC. Um, I actually think that it, it probably was a, a smarter idea, though, to do – the Duran Duran and the opening ceremonies. I'm not, not for the spectacle. I totally get that. Like I, I remember with uh, the Canada, not the Canada games, the um, Pan Am games, when they were here in Winnipeg, uh, the closing ceremonies was like, not just for the Canada, uh, the keep calling it Canada games. I'm saying the Canada games because the Canada games actually started in the middle of the Commonwealth games. I was here say, they're on right now, it. aren't they? I've been seeing the yeah. social media for it. Yeah. Where are they but, uh, the, this time around? Uh, Niagara Falls, Niagara aren't Falls. they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Niagara yeah. Falls. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, the Pan Am games when they were here in Winnipeg, uh, the, the biggest deal like across the entire country was the fact that you reunited the band, the Guess Who, which they're famous for the song American Woman. I mean, they're arguably one of the biggest you know, Canadian bands in history. And they reunited for the Pan Am games for the first time in like 30 years. And that was like they, they actually changed the venue for where they were going to be holding it just because of what a big deal that was. Uh, I feel like if you had advertised Ozzy Osbourne, people are going to be expected. There's probably a reason why they didn't advertise it, because he was going to perform half a song. Whereas or he didn't Durand, know if he was going to show up. They probably had to like ask exactly. him on the day. What are you doing Will today? Will he live oh, to know. the closing ceremonies? <laughs> well, but, exactly. uh, but I mean, everybody knew Duran Duran was there. So I and they were going to do multiple songs. So you know, obviously you want to have the act that's going to deliver the most. Uh, and and uh, let's, I mean, yes, Ozzy Osbourne's a big deal. Black Sabbath's a big deal. But I mean, Duran Duran, they're going to bring the crowds in more. And I think you definitely want that bigger crowd spectacle for the opening ceremonies. Although closing ceremonies, like I was shocked. They, they pretty much sold it out, both opening and closing ceremonies. Glad they uh, didn't have Olivia Newton-John booked for the... Uh... <laughs> oh, that would have been awkward. Um, yeah, well, good point that they sold it out because I remember the Gold Coast Commonwealth Games. I basically got given a ticket on the last day and on there, like, quarter of the stadium was empty. So, I mean, um, <laughs> good to see that they finally sold out a closing ceremony for the Commonwealth Games. Good luck, Ballarat. I don't know. Uh, I know the MCG are hosting the opening ceremony, but I don't know who's hosting the closing ceremony in four years' time. Uh, before I get to the Australia segment, a couple other things that um, I'm pretty sure... I, I've written this down. I can't remember if it was the Channel 7 coverage or somebody said... Um, in their speeches, I think it was the, maybe the 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 lady, the the head of the organising committee, was like, "In four years' time, we invite the world to Victoria." I'm like, "Oh, welcome USA, welcome France!" Like, I mean, they're going to show up in Ballarat, going like, "Hi, we're here for the Commonwealth Games. We got an invitation four years ago." Um, good old Prince Edward of doing his one job he does every four years, closing the Commonwealth Games. Obviously, Queen was too busy for the opening, so she sends Chucky, and then Chucky's too busy for the closing. So um, there you go. Uh, Also, I'm calling bullshit for this David Dixon Award that they give out to, like, the athlete of the games. We're going to retcon this on this episode, ladies and gentlemen, because it was given to uh, Singapore's most successful athlete. uh, Was it Feng Chen Wei? Uh, I mean, great. I'm glad. Uh, good athlete. You won a couple of gold. Uh, hello, Emma. Uh, only broke the record for most Commonwealth Games of all time, but she doesn't even deserve it. Just saying, Australia has never won the David Dixon Award. Uh, you know, and Canada hasn't either. So, uh, shall we riot on this, Jared? Uh, no, but Wales have. New Zealand have. Um, you know. India, South Africa. I guess England haven't either, but who gives a shit about them? Jared, should we rig it in four years' time? Yeah, this is like the tall poppy syndrome, right? They're like, oh, Australia won the medal tally. We won't give them anything else, um, honestly. Or oh, there's some like Kyle Chalmers fan on on the um, <laughs> on the committee who's like, no, we we can't give it to Emma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cody, Simpson's on, Cody Simpson's on the uh, the the voting panel. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, oh, you know, Cody Simpson probably going to be performing in four years' time. Oh God, um, Colin, who was your flag bearer? Your closing ceremony flag bearer? Do you know? Yeah, what was her name? Um, <laughs> Obviously, a big I, I, name, huge. Loved it. Big news in yeah, Canada. Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, like. <laughs> It, it, I, I basically heard of her when I saw that she was the closing ceremony. I'm sure that she appeared in the news uh, on that. Like I was 100% so. convinced it was going to be Evan Dunphy though. Cause mm. I mean, Evan Dunphy, I mean, people were, were, I, nobody was uh, downplaying Damian Warner during the, uh, the, the last Olympics, but there was a lot of support for Evan Dunphy to be the, the flag bearer for both Rio and Tokyo. So the fact that he didn't get Commonwealth and then coming away with the game's record and the fact that it, it might be his last games ever, that was a big shock. But uh, I mean, I didn't even catch her on the TV. I kept looking for the Canadian flag. There was really no focus on the athletes and the flag bears coming out. It's just like a side angle and you're looking and I'm like, I can't even identify which flags these are. And at least they let the athletes in the stadium this time during the broadcast, not beforehand as the Gold Coast uh, organising committee thought was good. Um, Jared, uh, Melissa Wu, great choice for Australia, I thought. Uh, although I don't know if you saw the cheesy announcement that they did to her crossing to her live, uh, which was a bit awkward. But uh, I'm, I'm down with Melissa Wu, thoroughly deserved. Yeah, great choice. Um, but, yeah, I agree with you. The, the crossover for the announcement kind of, wasn't needed it was just she looked awkward and i didn't even know who the person was who gave her the flag but oh. she was awkwardly standing there like it was just not great they i mean patria thomas showed up but then yeah like oh don't get me, I'll, I'll talk about channel 7 sending the b team for their commonwealth <laughs> games very shortly uh, and also just a quick retcon from our opening ceremony episode denise lewis was the final baton runner uh during the commonwealth games uh former track and field athlete um, who actually won a couple of Olympic medals. She won the heptathlon in Sydney, got a bronze in the heptathlon in Atlanta, and uh, was a two-time gold medalist in the heptathlon at the 94 Victoria Commonwealth Games and the 98 Kuala Lumpur. So well done to Denise Lewis. Sorry I didn't know your name a couple of weeks ago on that. Um, but the handover ceremony, always a highlight. Now, I remember at the Commonwealth Games four years ago, sitting in the stand with one of my work colleagues, watching the Birmingham video of Mr. Blue Sky, that weird one-shot thing. I don't think they had anything in the stadium from memory. Uh, but at least this time around, this all actually, I don't know if you saw it, Jared, made the news like 24 hours beforehand who was going to be performing and they had four Indigenous leaders from the four different uh, regions where they're going to be ho- hosting the games. Uh, had a cool little video, had weird... Aussie dances on stage, which was a bit strange. Baker Boy, gotta love Baker Boy. That was a great performance. And the queen of multi-sport ceremonies in all of Australia performed at the Sydney 2000 opening ceremony. She was the Manchester 2002 handover person uh, back in uh, 2002 to handover to Melbourne. I'm pretty sure she performed at the Melbourne Commonwealth Games as well. Wasn't available for the Gold Coast. Robbed of appearing in Eurovision a few years ago. Queen Vanessa Amorossi coming out and singing Amazing, which is a great rendition of it. Everyone was talking about why didn't she do Absolutely Everybody. Well, she can't sing all the hits at once. She's only got a couple. Um, But, I mean, Jared... Queen Vanessa, like, come on. Were you shitty she didn't make Eurovision the other year? Because I'm still dirty on that. Um, no, based <laughs> on the performance. I was, I was fully in, like, I feel like they made, like, the right choice that year with, like, Montaigne, like, let's not discuss what she sent the year after. But um, <laughs> Vanessa should go to Eurovision with a good song. So she can win it. So I think it was right that they didn't send her so that she can come back to Australia, decides, get selected, and then win Eurovision. But she is just the legend. Um, and, yeah, so her performance is just so good. She, I think, was about 17 in Sydney for that opening ceremony. She sang Heroes Live Forever, an amazing song. And my, like, the big first, when I started in radio, the first ever, like, big celebrity interview I ever did was Vanessa Amorossi. I had her on like a couple of other times and then I actually had her in studio one time because uh, I guess we had formed a good she relationship. Got lost. She did. She, she meant to be going to hit 107 down the street, but oh, this will do. But such a nice lady. I've interviewed her several times and just so good. And like I've seen her live like about two times and she's got an amazing voice. I like to call her the Mariah Carey of Australia because she's got one of those real like powerful voices where she can scream a note and hit it. Uh, Colin, she was not lip syncing. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> just I, 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 I want to go back and show you the video because like and maybe it was there the, was the a delay was there was a weird delay yeah. i like yeah. i was and it started with her song it was like beforehand i'm like whoa that is some bad lip syncing uh but like part of the the distraction was that she sounded so normal when you when you have all these other aging singers who are all like red red white and then you get somebody who's singing clearly it also is kind of distracting. Uh, I, I was kind of Googling. I'm like, I have no idea who this is. And then I saw, okay, well, she was at the Sydney Games or whatever. Which, yeah. This lady does not look old enough to have performed 22 years ago. She's like 17 uh, or 16 see- at those opening ceremonies. Yeah, she was yeah, quite so, young. I mean, so it, she's only about it, 40 now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, I, I don't remember her. I mean, I, it's been a while since it's I've watched song. the Sydney opening I'll send ceremonies. Um, but, but, yeah, it was, it was good. I mean, I think that the uh, – the whole presentation. Uh, what one thing I did find interesting was uh, the the indigenous part of the the act, uh, which again gives me hope for Vancouver because that's is this something that the, the games are really going to be based around? Uh, no, it's, indigenous it's not population? like it's not. Well, it's not like how Vancouver is actually being run and organized by indigenous communities. It's we're not doing that. But I think um, I mean there's a big thing in Australia in the last few years where it's a lot more recognition of you know the the natural land the the original owners and mm. things like that so i think that's why we had that four leaders from the land handing over and inviting so i don't think it's been organized by an indigenous group but um i like what they're doing with vancouver for that idea that they're doing there with the um the second part now this is no knock against victoria or australia so just <laughs> take it easy for a second but do, do they really run out of ideas or simply they there's not enough culture where part of the the entire act is going to be here's people wearing our uniforms and athletes in track suits like I, I, a lot of places simply don't have culture so maybe that's it but well, like, part I of think, your display is look here's our uniforms four years from now I think what it comes down to and I mean it's it's no disrespect to some of the regions in the great state of Victoria that are holding this but like when you hand over to Melbourne, you know, it's, oh, it's the city of art and sport and iconic, you know, the MCG and Flinders Street Station, all that kind of stuff. When Sydney gets hand over, icons, even when you hand over to the Gold Coast, Gold Coast is just known for everything like the beach and the, the skyscraper and the sunset. You've got Melbourne as part of this, but they're mainly focusing on the regional areas, you know, Bendigo, Ballarat, Gippsland, like, not the most like Hobart is bigger than all three of those cities. So like when you're trying to sell, like even when they show the scenic shots of these places and you see like a, a, a house and an old church, like, I mean, it's, it's an odd place. Like, and this just goes into the whole aspect of nobody wanted these games. Um, this was meant to be Birmingham in four years time, but they hosted it four years early because Durban got pulled out of it. So this was the games that no one wanted. And you know that for a fact when Tasmania puts in a legitimate bid, literally every part of Australia put in a bid for these games. I will do it. We'll do it. This could have been the Adelaide. I would have almost rather the Adelaide Commonwealth games because Adelaide, I think is the only major capital city in Australia that hasn't hosted the Commonwealth games. So it's just, it's such a weird bid that it's the state of Victoria and they're mainly focusing on the regional areas. Like I think Melbourne is only set to host the opening ceremony uh, and a few other events. The rest of all the other events are being held in all the regional areas. And there's even apparently a push that in the Victorian state election, if the opposition gets elected, I think the opposition leader has said, no, Melbourne won't host the opening ceremony. We're going to give it to Geelong, which is, you know, a smaller city a couple hours out of Melbourne. So it's an odd thing. I'm sure they're going to pull it off, but it's, yeah, that's why I think you saw maybe not the most. Uh, track suits. <laughs> yeah, track suits. Because that's what they wear in Ballarat. Um, that's just standard attire. Um, Jared, have you been to the Mecca of Ballarat or Gippsland or Bendigo? I haven't. Uh, and the handover didn't sell it for me. No. <laughs> this was too, uh, it was too long. I just yeah. don't understand why, like, get rid of Taylor, what's-his-face-is. We didn't need three songs. Just have Baker Boy and then Vanessa. Um, yeah, cut out that entire sports section. You can show your, like, one-minute clip of, like, I don't know, farms and, and wineries and whatever else, farm people. <laughs> um, but, yeah, too, too long, especially if it's just, like, a handover. I'm like, this should be, like, short, like, snippet. I'm like... The sports section made zero sense. I'm like, yes, we know it's the Commonwealth Games and they play sport. And it's not like they were advertising, like, they could have done a sports section if we were, like, introducing, like, a new sport and it was, like, a reveal, but, like, no. How it was, definitely it's, not. 
It's just, and it's like interesting because, you know, like I guess you, you turn around and say like, well, what, what can you really sell it on? Because, you know, you don't want to focus on Melbourne because this is all about the regional areas. But like there are some famous people from those areas which you could like pull out and say like, oh, these people are here, these people are there. And even if you're just celebrating the state of Victoria, which they're selling this as Victoria 2026, and many famous people are from Victoria. You know, you're either from New South Wales or Victoria in Australia generally if you're famous. Um, Any so former Auslets? Uh, Jared uh, Elliot. Um, Jared Cable. Elliot. <laughs> uh, Riley, was she from Melbourne? No, she, I think she no, she was sitting there, went to Brisbane. Uh, Kai, like, yeah, a bunch of Oslets were from Victoria. So, yeah. Where, where, Maybe where they'll be the, in the opening ceremonies. The, I mean, like, in track Mel- suits. Melbourne, I'm not dissing the state of Victoria because Melbourne is my favourite city in all of Australia. I love Melbourne. And I think it's a great choice to have the MCG, to me, the best stadium in the world. I mean, Melbourne put on a great Commonwealth Games, you know, nearly 20 years ago. So I think it's great. But it's just just this weirdness of the whole regional bid. And, I mean, they're trying something different. It's like the Olympics, you know, and and even the World Cup soccer, what they're doing in four years' time in, in sort of the North American bid. They're trying something different. Will it stick this way? Who knows? I mean, Hamilton is all but certain to have the 2030 Commonwealth Games. But post that... Who knows? Because nobody really wants the Commonwealth Games anymore. So um, it'll be interesting. I'm sure it will go off fine. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Jab, but I remember when the Gold Coast got the Commonwealth Games. That was a bit odd because it was kind of like Gold Coast? Like, okay. Like, you know, I mean, based on city size and everything, it is a decent-sized city. It's bigger than, you know, a lot of – it's bigger than Hobart. But it's just – it's the proximity to Brisbane and it's really the only place in Australia where you've kind of got two cities within like an hour or two from each other. So, um, yeah, but let's let's see how it goes, shall we, four years' time? Would you go to it, Jared? Like, I know you didn't go to Gold Coast, but uh, I mean, you've, you've been to the Olympics. You've never been to a Commonwealth Games. I don't think you went to Melbourne in 2006, did you? So, I mean, you're, you're keen to maybe head south to check out the Commonwealth Games, and now a flight from you, not that far? Yeah, I get my uh, my flannel and jeans and um, <laughs> high-waisted uh, buckled belt, and then, yeah, I'll be there. I think the parallel is... Someone's back, back paddock, right? You might qualify, get in the lawn bowls, be Disco Dave or whatever his name is, rip your shirt off, winning a gold medal. Um, Roll it too far, it goes into the dam. <laughs> I like the uh, the parallels though how, because, you know, we're hosting a Commonwealth Games and an Olympics within six years and we did that back in Sydney to Melbourne. There was a six-year gap between those and now there'll be a six-year gap between Victoria and then Brisbane. So, uh, Colin, uh, you're just going to wait to Hamilton, not bother flying to Australia for 2026? You'll save your money for the Brisbane Olympics? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's enough things close to home that I'll have in the next little while. But I mean, hey, I mean, if 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 they're giving away those track suits, uh, <laughs> then maybe I'll fly out. <laughs> they were nice track suits. They they were okay. Um, you know, not bad. Uh, just before we go into other things, uh, we mentioned the creepy ball winking at the camera at the end or whatever. Like, what? Where was the ball? Like, I want an Aussie riding in on the ball. That that would have just <laughs> won the Commonwealth. Imagine that. Like, sure, what the fuck am I doing on this fucking ball? It's fucking moving. Like, did we meet? Did we need more ball, Jared? Yeah, I, I reckon, I'm conspiracy theory, I don't think the ball was there. I think that was footage <laughs> yeah. from the opening. And, like, the ball I completely agree. dismantled. And then they saw, like, the height for the ball and were like, oh, crap, like, uh, we've got to get the bull in there somewhere. We've got this uh, footage that we tested of the bull winking. Yep, okay, perfect. Use that. It was really creepy, though. Like, it wasn't just like, you know, like the bull, like happy bull or whatever. It was just like, baby, bull. Like, why was it so creepy? The bull was awesome in the opening ceremony. And now it was just like, um, uh, Colin, did they talk about, I mean, well, I guess you had the BBC coverage. I probably, anyway, yeah. bloody hell, <laughs> Charles on the ball, the best thing about the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. I, I swear they didn't mention it at all, which is why it was so weird when it suddenly cut to the bull, which, which made me think the exact same thing as Jared. I'm like, this was edited in at the last <laughs> minute because they thought they were going to be getting some criticism for not featuring the bull again. The Peaky Blinders guy sitting there going, shit, 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 everyone talking about the bull. <laughs> Quick, quick, get that random shot that we filmed. There it is. Put it in. Quick, Aussie's off the stage. Click, boom, done. He's, uh, he's already planning the next season of Peaky Blinders to come back just to feature the bull. The bull. It's this giant freaking bull. Um, so the last couple of days, I mean, the the closing medal, ceremony, uh, medal tally. We did it, Jared. Australia won. We got our thousandth gold. 
Uh, all coming up rosy. Suck at England in your home Commonwealth Games. We got more gold. We got more total medals. Sure, you got more silver, but that just shows you got second in everything because you suck. Um, I mean, solid. We finished on top again, so we got nothing to complain about, right? Yeah, right. it was like, other than gold, it was a close one. Overall medals close, silver, give it to them, but bronze like pretty much on par. So very close kind of like across the board between Australia and England. It was, it was, yeah, I liked, it was, I think it was the second last day or the third last day, they closed within like a, you know, three or four gold. And I was like, ooh, but then we just came out and just won a gold medal. Like, shut up, England, um, go away, uh, which is pretty good. So yeah, Australia finished on 67 gold, 57 silver, 54 bronze, 178 in total, which, um, is since 1990, we have finished on top of every Commonwealth Games with the exception of Glasgow. Um, obviously, this wasn't as many as we won four years ago on Gold Coast, given that clearly it's a home Commonwealth Games. But uh, we significantly improved from the last time we were away from home in Glasgow. Uh, won about 40 more medals and very much close to our Delhi tally, which uh, we got 177 Delhi medals. Delhi tally. Delhi tally. Um, but uh, the last time we were in England... Uh, we got 207 medals, so we won less than that time around. But uh, we we did okay. I, I'm calling this now, four years' time, Jared. Uh, we're going to top our Melbourne. We got 221 medals in Melbourne. The only time we've ever reached the 200. We didn't get to 200 medals on the Gold Coast. We fell too short. So do you reckon we can do it? you reckon we can uh, top our Melbourne tally? No, I reckon we're going to slot in between the two. Wow. Okay. I see what you... All right, then. That, so, Melbourne holds the record for the most ever silver, bronze, and total, but our record number of gold medals of 87 was in Canada. The last time Canada had the games in Victoria, we got 87 gold. So, happy hunting ground uh, is Canada. Uh, Colin, speaking of Canada, 26 gold, 32 silver, 34 bronze, 92 in total. You held off the Indians. The Indians had a late charge to overtake New Zealand and Scotland. So, uh, I mean, again, from the limited coverage, I don't know if the BBC commented on Canada, but, I mean, are Canada happy, satisfied? I mean, uh, you got 10 more medals in total than you did on the Gold Coast. You got 11 more gold than you got on the Gold Coast. So uh, a bit of an improvement there for you guys. Yeah, I think it's for, for is it total medals? I think it's the highest we've had in about 20 years. Um, it is I'm the, probably the first Yeah, the highest person. since Manchester. So, yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm the first person in Canada to actually comment on this. So I, I will speak for Canada and say I'm very happy. <laughs> I also I'm we glad. we uh is is I don't know if this is confirmed yet or not, but did Canada just upgrade to the gold in the women's four by one hundred? Uh, I don't know. Did you? I um, well, I read that yesterday that um England was disqualified, like they reviewed and. They, they crossed over into a lane or something like that. There was like a foot. There was an inch over and they said, okay, we're stripping England of their gold, which would put Canada in the gold, which that, that's kind of like what I was talking about with the, the men's swimming. What a big deal it is to have had success with uh, men's swimmers uh, with Canada in these games. It's kind of the same thing with the, the, the women for uh, track and field or specifically for sprinting. Uh, if we, can walk away with a gold and then, you know, a couple other medals as well. I mean, that's now going to start putting women on the track on the map here in Canada. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Colin. The women in Canada did not even compete in the 4 by 100 metres. So uh, you're thinking of a different relay? <laughs> um, Maybe. So Hold on. You got the gold in the 4 by 400 this. relay. Uh, is that what you Maybe that's of? what it was. Yeah. Um, yes. You. I mean, you got the gold in the 4 by 4 England were disqualified. So uh, yeah. that's possibly what you're thinking of. But, uh, yes, no, you, you do have the gold in that. Congratulations. Uh, well done. Uh, go Canada, go. Um, was there a, a highlight for you in the last couple of days? I mean, the Oz Network's own, uh, the Oz Network, Double Oz 7. He'd probably be on the Oz Network too. We can put him on there as well. Evan Dunphy uh, yeah. gets his first ever Commonwealth Games medal and a gold, even though he beat an Aussie. We're still happy for him. Uh, so, uh, I mean, was that your, your highlight? Actually, I think beach volleyball was. Um, no. it, it was the same um, the same finals in uh, Gold Coast as well. It was Canada, Australia there, I believe, yeah, uh, for the women. That lost, sadly. So, yes. Yeah. It, but, it like, I watched uh, the quarterfinals, the semifinals. Uh, I didn't catch the finals because CBC did not have a way <laughs> of telling me when it was on. But uh, I was able to see uh, a little bit of a recap of it. 
And uh, I think especially after um, the, the female duel that we have uh, after the disappointment in Tokyo, because they are coming in like ranked number one in the world. And then I don't even think that they ended up competing for a medal. We beat in Tokyo. you guys in the quarters. Remember that, Colin? Yeah. yeah that's we knocked you out. <laughs> well, then vindication now. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that, that's probably my highlight. I'll also say, uh, you know, I kind of messaged while it was going on. Uh, the decathlon, you know, Australia had held the the top three spots and then Grenada came in there and I didn't even realize this or I you know, completely forgot. Grenada actually won the gold in Gold Coast uh, and they end up winning gold again. Uh, that, that actually, I think it's, it's only the fifth medal that Grenada has ever had in the Commonwealth Games. Uh, but you only have three athletes meddling in Commonwealth Games history. And now this is back-to-back gold. So, I mean, that was fantastic watch too because you never expect to see Grenada win anything, let alone win the one that where they they deemed the, the gold medalist to be the world's greatest athlete, or in this case, I guess the Commonwealth's greatest athlete, and it goes to Grenada. So, good job, Grenada. I just on that, uh, you reminded me. So, uh, Nui, 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 the, the small island nation that I can't pronounce, <laughs> won its first ever Commonwealth Games medal. They got a bronze in boxing. Um, so, congratulations to them. And also, according to what I'm reading here, uh, the Gambia won its first ever silver medal in the history of the, uh, good for them, uh, Duquen Tutakiao Williams uh, for Nui uh, in the men's heavyweight. Got a bronze, so well done. Uh, One thing I'll just say, so just going over the sports that Canada won medals in, uh, swimming, judo, athletics, wrestling, weightlifting, 3x3, basketball, gymnastics, diving, beach, volleyball, boxing, cycling, squash, badminton, and triathlon. Boxing, uh, you got a gold this time around. You didn't make all the finals. Yeah, I do. Uh, Tamara Tabot, Um I remember she got silver, I believe, in Gold Coast. Um, I think she was the one who messaged me asking uh, for her photo of her with a medal. But uh, I was trying to get her on the show because she did go to the Olympics, I believe, for last year as well. But uh, she got the gold in the women's 75 kilos, kilograms. So well done for her. But, uh, yeah, Evan Dunphy, I thought he'd won a Commonwealth Games medal, but uh, he hadn't. No. So and uh, and he set the Commonwealth record uh, in this yeah. one too. So if this is his last you know, major race, then a great way to go out. Good job. Uh, Jared, for the for Australia, um, I mean, we should mention our thousandth gold. Uh, of course, it had Who to was the it? Diamonds. The Diamonds, mm-hmm. the netball team. Uh, that was, oh, our, okay. I think, that was poignant. I think that kind of was the one that, that should have been. And uh, I watched that. That was good. Uh, watched the, uh, the Kookaburras be seven from seven. Not that they didn't remind us 50 times throughout that broadcast. Thanks, Alistair and Georgie. Appreciate it. Um, but, uh, yeah, were, were any surprises? Any, you know, I mean, obviously poor old Peter Bowl got the uh, got the silver, as we uh, obviously were reminded 28,500 times. Ollie Hall getting the gold in the 1500. Didn't Bruce love that? Um, but, uh, yeah, Kelsey Lee Barber, the Oz Network's own, getting a gold as well. Uh, the Oz Network, off the podium. What is the name of this show, Ben? <laughs> it's the only one of our shows that wins awards, and I can't even remember the name of it. If only um, we had the award, you could read it. It would be right in front of you. We need a physical award. Yeah, come on, Sports Podcast Awards. Where's our, our physical award? All right, I've I mean, got we're the gonna World lose Cup it. behind me. Uh, <laughs> Next year, we're losing to the Oz Network because look at the yeah. buzz that show's getting in the world of sports. On the sports, exactly. Um, Kelsey Lee Barber from Off the Podium. Uh, any Anything uh, that you uh, wanted to take a fancy of in those last few days? The cricket as well. Go cricket team. To me, like the, the 1500 for me is the highlight of like this, this games. Like if we hadn't already locked in Emma, like athlete of the games, Ollie Horse, just because one like it was so unexpected Two, like everybody who was anybody was in that race yeah olympic champion world champion there like this wasn't like a oh it's only in the Commonwealth games this was like no this could have been like an olympic final um and just the way that he came back to like the fact that he won it in like the last couple of meters um was just so good and obviously bruce's commentary tamsin's react reaction to it um yeah, everything about that was so good. Also, like the diamonds, like getting like retribution over England in the semis, and then getting revenge over Jamaica in like in the final after losing in the group stages. And like you said, it was such like a poignant win to get the thousands medal. And I'm so glad that we got it in this games, so we didn't have to get it in Victoria in like the swimming. Um, yeah. <laughs> so those to me are like the highlights I think of the last couple of days. Also, like 
highlight low light the uh, men's four by one hundred meter relay. Oh, uh, Rowan, like Rowan. feels so bad for Rowan falling over, but just like it was such like a classic moment of like the best sprinter on the team like tumbling and i was just like why didn't they like if you have somebody who's your best sprinter i get it makes sense to put them last but this is a guy who like does not do relays just put him in the opening leg so he can start on the blocks and like get us a lead and who was the guy who handed to him tasmania's own jack hale he didn't fuck it up uh but fucking the mullet the people's mullet uh, can't even hold a baton and fall over. I was going to say Tamsin screaming, like when, <laughs> ah, like literally squeals as he falls over. But yeah, geez. I say like, I agree, the netball, but also a highlight. Not only did England lose in the semis, New Zealand beat them in the bronze medal match. So England didn't even get a fucking medal in the netball this time around to suck it. But go Jamaica. Like, I mean, yeah, they beat us in the, the round robin, but I mean, silver medal in netball, Jamaica, like, yeah, Canada might have a chance in four years' time, Colin. Look at Jamaica. Um, so, yeah, that was, that was great to watch that. But, yeah, Ollie Hawes is the first time in, like, 50 years that we'd won a gold at the Commonwealth Games in 1,500 metres. So, um, great job uh, for them to uh, – for, for Ollie to do that, of course. Uh, special shout-out just as a proud Tasmanian. Georgia Baker won another gold as well in the road race. So, uh, lots of good gold medals uh, going for Canada as well. Uh, for Tasmania, God, I'm losing it today. Um, Canada, with the state of forgotten. Ta- show your host state. You forgot which country yeah. you live in. God, Jared, take over. It's it's about time. Hard to remember me. that uh, when that day when Canada invaded Tasmania, <laughs> the politest invasion ever. Oh, sorry, eh? can we have your country, uh, your state, please, <laughs> please, eh? Um, just on. Off the podium. There we go. Got the show right this time. Guests uh, since we last spoke. So I believe another four of our guests went on to win medals. Actually, one that I think I forgot. I didn't even realize he was at the Commonwealth Games. So I apologize. Jaden Lawrence, wrestler, uh, got a bronze. Uh, so congratulations to Jaden. Gemma Howe, our uh, English judoka, uh, she got a silver medal. And two golds. Obviously, we mentioned Evan Dunphy and Kelsey Lee Barber uh, won the javelin. So Eleanor Patterson only got the silver, unfortunately. So uh, that was a bit of a disappointment, Jared. But, I mean, off the podium's own, Eleanor Patterson. She, she peaked at the world champs, clearly. Yeah, that was a shock. And she wasn't even close to clearing that height. Like, I, those three attempts, like, terrible. And there was yeah. no difference between them. Like, they didn't get better. It was just, like, bang straight into the bar, like, head on. Um, yeah, I feel like, uh, Johnny Stephenson, like jinxed yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. Well, he jinxes a lot of things. Um, but Nicola obviously pulled out. She like tore her muscle and looks like she's out for a little bit. So, uh, that's obviously a bit sad, but 28 medals, if my calculations are correct, that off the podium guess won. So, uh, can we put that across to Paris? We just got to like start interviewing people who can win medals in Olympics moving forward. Uh, bef- after the interview, of course, not saying beforehand that they do that a lot. But, um, yeah, there you go. Uh, athlete of the Games, we've already decided, right? Are we still on board with Emma? Colin, anyone to throw a chair at and go off at us for? No, but I was going to say, I'm, do we want to give an honourable mention to a Week 2 person just to, like, because I feel bad that nobody from Week 2 really has a shot here. Well, is there a Week 2? I would two, put though? up Mr. Like, Gen- I would put up the Grenada guy. I would put up the Newey guy. There was somebody else that I was thinking of too. Uh, I mean, Ollie Hoare, obviously, and, and I mean, I'd put up Evan. You know, Evan, uh, you yeah, know. yeah. I mean, I say we, we just have... give them some honorable mentions. Just, just yeah. we have right now on air, Colin. I'm not putting on the there. We go. It takes too long. Uh... <laughs> Jared, Jared, you agree? <laughs> Jared, you got any 100%. honorable mentions? Um, nah, the Jamaican netball team. That's true. That's true. <laughs> there you go. Where's the movie? Where's Cool Runnings 2? Eh, some people say, yeah. you know, we can't believe Jamaica's got a netball team. Um, I mean, it sells itself. I'd watch that. Um, our predictions, gentlemen, our medals, uh, obviously beforehand, if people don't know what we do, we uh, put out predictions for both Australia and Canada. And then our tiebreaker country this time around was Uganda. Uh, just uh, going to put that out there. So um, let's go through this quickly. For Australia, the gold medal account, of course, Australia won 67 gold. I guessed 80. Jared guessed 85. Colin wins the point because he guessed 75. Well done, Colin. You're off to a good start. Silver, Australia won 57 silver. I guessed 71. Not even close. Jared, you guessed 
62. You get the point. Colin, you guess 65. So uh, well done, Jared. You've tied it up. Bronzes, we got 54. I guessed 85. Not even close. Colin, you guessed 72. A bit closer, but Jared was closest with 65. For the total medals, I said we'd win 236. We got 178. Not even close. You two both guessed 212. So uh, you both get the point. For Canada, uh, Canada got a lot more gold than any of us predicted. Uh, they got 26 gold. Colin said that only win nine. I said that only win eleven. Jared, you said that win twenty. So uh, you got closer there. Silver, uh, they won thirty-two. I thought Canada was going to shit it in on the silver. I put fifty-one. Uh, not even close. 45, Colin, you said not close enough. It's Jared got 35, so the point goes there. For the bronzes, uh, Canada won a total of 34 bronzes. Again, I'm doing shit this time around. Uh, <laughs> I said 11, not even close. Jared, you said 20, a little bit closer. Colin, you nearly got it perfect. You got 35. You were one off. Uh, for the total medals, I said Canada would win 73. Jared, you said they would win 75. Colin, you said they would win 89. You get the closest because they got 92. So, well done. And as for Uganda, they won a total of three gold, zero silver, two bronze. I said they'd win eight gold, three silver, two bronze. <laughs> so, my only points of this entire fucking thing, I get two points because I accurately, the only one of any of us to guess something accurately because I got two bronzes. Yippee. Um, Colin, you said they'd win three gold, two silver, one bronze. So you get two points for the gold and the silver getting closest. Jared, you said two silver. You also get an equal silver. You said two gold, two silver, three bronze, seven in total. So the overall scores, I got a grand total of two points based on one guess. I suck at life. Jared, you got six. Colin wins. You got seven. Yes. Well done. Host of the games, Colin Hill. That's the first time you've won this, I believe, isn't it? I, for someone won anything. <laughs> well done. Good job. Jared, you're just going to stick to Eurovision, so... Yeah, stick to what I know. Stick to what you know. Um, That's about it. Any final thoughts? I've just got one quick thing I want to sort of... On a, a brief Olympic news that I'll end this on, but just any last Commonwealth Games thoughts, memories? Are you sad they're over? I mean, obviously, we've got great regional games in four years to look forward to. Uh, Jared, anything else to add? Uh, like Birmingham did a way better job than I think anyone mm. was expecting. Agreed. Um, the turnouts too, I feel like really like improved as the games like went along and it felt like the town kind of really got involved. Um, disappointed at no Brum and no custard powder. Yeah. Um, but you know, they couldn't be perfect and also not enough Perry. I feel like Perry got daunted mm. by like the bull and was like, I can't compete with this and then just disappeared for the entirety of the game. Yeah. Perry just fucked over. I mean, like, Borroby was a star. I mean, he DJ with the same Bolton has officially been, you know, living on as the official Commonwealth Games mascot of Australia. So, like, Borroby lives on forever. Fucking Perry, fuck off. Um, Colin, anything else to add? Uh, no, I just think that uh, kind of what Jared said, I mean, Birmingham hosted this like they were hosting an Olympics. You know, obviously it's a smaller scale and uh, there's uh, less fanfare behind it, especially nowadays. But you wouldn't have known by watching it, I think, with the crowds that were there, the, the venues, um, and, and even just the events that we had. You know, obviously there were a lot of big stars missing. But at no point was I watching this feeling like I'm watching the third-rate Olympics. I felt like I'm watching, you know, minus some stars, something on level with the Olympics. So all around, I think it's one of the more enjoyable Commonwealth Games that I've seen in the last little while. Yeah, I'd agree with everything. I mean, as always is the case of the Commonwealth Games, I mean, you don't pay attention to them as much as you do the Olympics, obviously. But, you know, there's enough there to to like it. 11 days that kind of distract you for that. And it's it's fun. It's They're entertaining. And we win a lot of medals for Australia. And Canada wins a lot of medals too. So, uh, yeah, solid. Enjoyable. Bring on another one for your time. The one thing I wanted to quickly add on before we look ahead is uh, I, obviously cricket was a, very enjoyable during these Commonwealth Games and hopefully they continue on and let's bring in a men's competition, you know. I, I love how they get there and they're like, and this is the most equal games there because women win more gold. Uh, women win more medal. It's like, well, is that equal then? <laughs> I mean, exactly. <laughs> no, but uh, whatever. Um, during the week, uh, the LA 2028 Olympics have uh, announced nine sports for possible inclusion at the Olympics. I don't know if either of you saw this coming out. Uh, so the nine sports, which is uh, pretty exciting to go with here, motorsport is a potential. 
which apparently they've changed the rules at the Olympics. Motorsport was always looked over because it's got to be like equal equipment. You can't have like motorized things and motorsport's a hard one to sort of define. So the rumor is you might have um, electronic go-karting as the motorsport form. <laughs> uh, cricket is on the short list. Uh, so that's exciting. And the other sports that are on the list are karate potentially coming back, baseball, softball, which I've always said is a given for LA because you've got the stadium and it's it's America, so of course you're going to have it. Uh, break dancing, uh, we'll see how it goes in in Paris, of course. Uh, and the other ones here, lacrosse. Welcome back to the Olympics, oh. possibly, which are great for Canada. Uh, kickboxing, that's exciting. I think that should Ooh. get a spot over like break dancing. And the two here. Flag football, which, okay, why not? And Jared, squash. It's on the list. Uh, So, obviously, not all of them will make it. Um, The sports get to sort of come together and sort of work out their, uh, basically, their submissions to the IOC, and I believe they will be decided next year. And the other thing, too, is the fact that, uh, of course, of all the core sports, um, three core sports are also not on that list at the moment. Uh, weightlifting, boxing, and modern pentathlon. So um, obviously the problems they're having in modern pentathlon, which is a travesty, boxing with all the cheating, and I don't know why weightlifting hasn't been included. But um, so anyway, quick question to both of you. Obviously, Jared, I know squash, you're going to answer that. But of those nine, um, and I'm, I'm just assuming that those three that are off will come back on. But, I mean, I, I what would you like to see? All of them? I don't know. I don't think all of them will make it. But, I mean, you're excited for some of those? Yeah, flag football and lacrosse. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> I believe that's their submission to the IOC. And, and, also, the table. and Why also, not? weightlifting, get rid of it. Uh, oh. what, what were the other ones? Boxing what? and modern pentathlon. Boxing, boxing can stay, but they need to fix that hole. Everybody gets a bronze thing. Uh, <laughs> and then modern pentathlon. What a joke that it's even on that list of possibly getting kicked out. Well, sort yourself out. Stop banning the fucking horses. Like, just what a load of shit. Um, uh, Colin, you excited for any of the prospects of those? Yeah, I think in comparison to skateboarding and surfing, which we got recently that on paper might sound interesting, but on television are quite uninteresting to watch. I mean, the ones on the list here all are very television friendly. So they'd be, and we've obviously seen karate, I think, is you know, over-delivered from what I expected. Uh, lacrosse is exciting because I, I I tried to look up here. I'm like, you know, how how long has it been since lacrosse been the Olympics? I mean, or something, I think. Over 100, but uh, Canada has never lost in lacrosse. We are two for two, so we could go three for three if lacrosse comes back. Flag football, I don't, I don't understand that as an Olympic sport, but uh, I mean, squash is, you know, entertaining enough from the Commonwealth Games. So as long as they avoid the doubles, I'm fine with that. Look, I, I mean, I'm biased on the motorsport. I think that would be epic as a Formula One fan to see if you get like some of these Formula One drivers just going like, yeah, I'm going to drive an electronic cart to see how good it would be. But I don't ever think motorsport will ever be an Olympic sport because it's just too hard to classify motorsport. Like, What would you have and how would you police it and all that sort of stuff? If I'm being like completely unbiased and serious with this, um, cricket, absolutely. I think if it doesn't make LA, I think it will definitely be in Brisbane. I think that's a given. Um, squash, I'm with you, Jared, should be an Olympic sport. Uh, I would love to see lacrosse. I would love to see that come back. I think that would be exciting to see. Um, and obviously baseball, softball is a given. But, yeah, of the new ones that came in last year, uh, surfing, skateboarding and braking have already been confirmed. Uh, sorry, not braking, well, uh, sport climbing have been guaranteed for LA. So it's just karate and the other ones that might come back. So we'll keep an eye on that, obviously. Uh, and we'll, we'll do some form of other between our interviews in the coming months. We'll do some other one where we all come together. Because on that note, I guess the next time all three of us will be together for sort of a, a coverage of things. It's not going to be in two years for Paris. We're going to be doing the World Cup. We've talked about this a lot. I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I've got a faux World Cup trophy behind me. But I always get pumped for the World Cup. And it feels weird that we haven't had it yet. Because usually it's on about now. And, of course, they're delaying it. I know I've talked to you both about this, about how pumped and excited you are. Colin, uh, in a few months' time, you're going to see Canada in a World Cup for the first time. I'm going to say in your lifetime. But you were born in not, before 1986. So you wouldn't remember it, though. But uh, Canada in a World Cup, you're going to see it. It's exciting. Yeah. A men's World Cup. A men's World Cup. There, I'm already seeing stories on the news about let's catch up with the uh, the previous 
Canadian World Cup uh, players from 1986 or whatever. And you're seeing guys who are driving buses and yeah. running convenience stores. I've been in one of so. their homes. I interviewed one of them in Victoria. Oh, He's wow. Got, like a shrine to it. Like, uh, yeah, he was a great guy. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's nostalgia for something that I didn't realize was something that we would have nostalgia for. So, I mean, it's it's a big deal. People, people here are getting really excited about it. And Jared, you're pumped. I mean, I know we've talked a little bit about it before, but I mean, we qualified. So at least we, you know, we're not just going to be sitting here talking about uh, Canada in like about uh, four months' time. Yes, qualified the hard way, which is typical Australia. Um, but yeah, I feel like we might surprise some people. You know, we played that badly that um, expectations are low, so we could go anywhere. I've got three teams to follow very closely. I'm a big Germany fan in the World Cup. I support them above anybody else, and then I'll be following Australia and Canada as well. So that's coming up. But in the meantime, we'll be having uh, plenty of interviews to keep you company over the coming few weeks. Next week, uh, great interview. Our first ever taste of indoor volleyball. Uh, we've actually we're talking to an author uh, of a new book that's coming out. Uh, Sean Murray he goes into detail about the 1984 US men's volleyball team who won their very first gold back then, and we have the coach of that team joining us too, Doug Bill. It's a great interview. It's a great book. Um, so uh, stay tuned for that. In the meantime, do all the regular stuff: social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, everything else, and uh, subscribe. Leave us feedback. We'd love to hear what you think about it. And thanks for joining us for the uh, Birmingham coverage. It's been exciting. Colin, always a pleasure. Thank you very much. And uh, I count down the days to Hamilton 2030. Just skip the next ones and get excited for Canada finally hosting a Commonwealth Games. I, I look forward to the handoff to us where we can uh, compete with our great tracksuits. Oh, you've got better ones than us. You have Lululemon. Uh, Jared, uh, thank you as well. And uh, always a pleasure to talk Commonwealth Games with you. Thank you. It's been great. Until next time, shout out as always to the Birmingham Bull. And until we next speak again on Off the Podium, my name is Ben. And remember, go left. Go left.